ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Monday, March 21st edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. we got a special guest coming into the studio here in the next few minutes. We're going to welcome in for his first visit, Marshall Athletic Director Christian Spears. Looking forward to talking to him. So he's uh, he's coming over, making the drive over from Marshall as we speak. So we're going to talk to him in the next few minutes. And... I've been taking some of your questions today on Twitter, and I'll give you an opportunity to do so now. You can find me at Paul Swan. And I'm also going to open up the text line for just a few questions. We'll get them in as uh, best we can. The text line's 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Now, I'm going to get to all of them as best as I can. We've got some great questions on Twitter already for the new athletic director. So we're going to try to get as many of those in as we can. And, of course, you know we're going to be talking about things as well. So I'm going to try to take care of everybody today on the program. But if you want to ask a question, you can find me on Twitter. And, again, that's at Paul Swan. Or we'll open up the text line for you, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. So... What are you interested in hearing today? What have you not heard yet from Mr. Spears that, you know, maybe you're interested in, you're, you're kind of curious about what are some of the things that going on with him while he's now uh, in week number one of the job officially? You know, what has he seen that he's liked? What has he seen that he, he thinks Marshall can do better? You know, some of those things like that. And, of course, I know you want to ask about basketball, Dan D'Antoni getting a contract extension. I know you want to ask about baseball stadium, of course. We'll kind of get an idea from him, maybe a sort of an update there. You know, all those kind of questions. If there's something that, you know, maybe you haven't heard him answer yet and, and you'd like to have answered, you know, we'll try to get to it today. So I promise you that. And, of course, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on with Marshall as far as the portal's concerned couple of news items today for Marshall men's basketball. Devin Collins is entering the portal. Also, Jeremy Dillon entering the portal. So a couple of players already from the men's team deciding to look for different opportunities. So we wish them the best of luck. With Collins out, you're losing about 2.7 points a contest. He had 18 minutes total for the Thundering Herd. Jeremy Dillon, you're losing about two points a contest. And, you know, he hadn't put anything out on social media yet. That was per verbal commits. Uh, so verbal commits confirming that one. Devin Collins putting it out on social earlier today that he was out. And if you've been following on the women's side, you know that there have been several people get into the portal. Savannah Wheeler, the most notable Big decision for her. Does she stay? Does she venture out to see if there's something shinier, bigger, brighter, different opportunity for her? And I know a few of you have been wondering, you know, what's going on with the women's program? And I think this is just a normal cadence here. This is just the normal rhythm of how college athletics will go. Because already Marshall has been in the portal on the women's side. Uh, Tara Harness. We're going to find out more about her. She is a five foot nine shooting guard out of USC Upstate. She's coming to the herd. She brings with her a little over eight points of contest. So there's some potential there. Also, Rashala Scott. Hope I'm saying that right. Five foot eight guard from Southeast Missouri, and 
she averages almost 11 points a contest. So already you're seeing some additions to the Marshall roster. There have been some subtractions. Coaches have got to work the portal. Coaches have got to see what's available on the portal at all times. So if there's someone that can add instant value to your team or there's someone that you need to bring in to fill a hole and that person feels like Marshall's a great fit for them, you're going to see every year coaches work the portal. Going to have to now because there are going to be players that will come in feel that, okay, Marshall wasn't the best fit for me, so I'm going to go elsewhere. Nothing totally against Marshall, it's just wasn't the best fit for me. It could be playing style, it could be limited minutes, it could be something else that we really don't know what is going on in that young student-athlete's mind. So, they're going to hit the portal. Sometimes you get disgruntled players. Players feel like maybe they're not getting a shot. Maybe they haven't felt like they're going to make it or they're just struggling. They think that a different opportunity is going to be better for them. I mean, you get so many reasons. I mean, some players that aren't getting playing time, well, you know, do I sit here or do I go somewhere else where I think I'm going to get some playing time? Or maybe you feel like I should be getting more playing time. And so you're not happy and you have a, an option now. You can bail out. You can drop out. You can hit the portal. You can go elsewhere. You don't have to stick around. And so that's the new challenge here. So I think on the women's side, we've already seen a couple of uh, – Back in the day, like the waiver wire here, right? Yeah, this is the waiver wire. Like, hey, you got a couple of people come up available. You go grab them. You go get them. Add them to your team. So we'll see how that uh, goes the next few years for Marshall. And I think one of the challenges will be how do you keep student athletes here across all sports? How do you make Marshall such a an athletic program that you know, players want to stay? Once they're here, they fall in love with it. They fall in love with Marshall, and they come to Marshall. How do you keep them in love with Marshall? How do you make sure that everything that they thought Marshall was continues to be? And you're not going to retain everyone. It's it's just a proven fact. It's, you can't keep everybody. However, if you're doing all the right things, you're going to keep most of them. And there's always going to be that student athlete that says, look, it just didn't work out for me, and that's fine. Yeah, I would rather have someone who wants to be here than not. All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to bring in studio here in the next few minutes, new Marshall Athletic Director Christian Spears. He's going to join us in studio. We're going to take some of your phone calls and text. Uh, the text line, 304-523-2275. I've got some questions from Twitter. You can find me at Paul Swan. All of that's coming up. Christian Spears on the other side of the break here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Monday, March 21st edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to welcome in studio for the first time, hopefully the first of many, new Marshall Athletic Director Christian Spears. Thanks for coming by. I know you've been really busy talking to everybody. Everybody wants a, a turn with you, and you're back with me. I appreciate that. No, I told you I'd come back, and here I am. And thank you for having me in studio and looking forward to catching up. It's yeah, been a week. It's been a week. It's been a whole week. Yeah. So maybe we just, we'll just do this once a week. How's that? 
Let's do it. Okay. I'm in. Yeah, it's Our, at least for a certain period of time where we can report, hey, what got done this week? Yeah, you know? what have you done this week? Okay, well, we'll start there then. What have you done this week? Uh, you know, a lot of it was uh, meeting with the head coaches, right? So I do this process that I call when-win. Um, when I get a access to an indoor facility, I'll win more, right? Kind of a thing. So I ask the coaches, what are your wins? What are the five things that you desperately need so that we can win here at Marshall? And I'm over halfway through with those. I give myself two weeks to get those done. I had uh, I had uh, our softball coach this morning and our tennis coach this morning and, and got some very similar responses. What you find is coaches need the same things to be successful. It's it's not all that overly complex. I'd love to have a training table, a place for my kids to get great nutrition, Christian. Every coach has mentioned that. Um, so it, it starts to align uh, our priorities a little bit. So those have been super successful, meeting with each and every one of our head coaches to do our win-wins. I'm sure facilities have got to come up in everybody's uh, win-win. No, no question, right? Even if you're even if you're like Megan in softball, which is kind of a nice facility, right? They did a really nice job on there. There's you know there's no lights on that facility, so of course coach had that on her list, right? And we all know what's happening with baseball mm-hmm. getting games canceled because we go into darkness and and because we don't have lights. Um, so we all know why that's important for Megan. And, you know, we just have to address each and every facility individually. And, you know, I'm very honest with people. Hey, I don't know where you are at yet in the time frame from a priority perspective. But as soon as I figure that out, I'm going to tell you. Um, and I think they appreciate that. So we talk about short plays and long plays. You and I talked about that conversation last time. And, you know, lights at softball might correspond with what we do for the baseball stadium when that gets built. Why not install two sets of lights when we're on that process rather than just one set and get softball configured correctly? As far as I know, it's been a busy week. You've seen softball. You've been, you know, I'm sure plenty of times over at Jones C. Edwards Stadium now. You know, how deep have you been able to, to maybe just take a look at your facility, see what you got to work with? Yeah, the facility piece, uh, t- um, the big green is taking me through the suites and the club space. I haven't seen any of that. You know, what they do when you interview for a job is they don't show you much, if anything, right? And it's probably because they know the candidates will start thinking about, oh my gosh, we have so much work to do here, right? Um, so I understand why I, d- I haven't seen a gosh darn thing here. <laughs> um, so I'm learning now, um, you know, all of those things. Uh, but I'm actually the kind of person that's energized by the work. I love knowing that we have things that we can improve on and, and dig in and get get to it and, and let's start developing plans. So the initial things at at uh, at the football stadium are kind of simple, right? Um, you know, how do we do a better job with bannering and marketing our program? Like, let's make the schedule super visible. Let's bring that place to life. Let's do some lighting things. I've got a video board consultant coming in on Wednesday. Uh, there's a group called Anthony James Partners, AJP, and they do most video board tech consulting, and then they help you procure boards. It, it ne- it's needed now more than ever. You don't have microchips to build these video boards. If I don't make an order for a video board today, I might not be able to get it for two years, right, if I, if I do it later. Uh, so it's something you got to get way ahead of, right? So our boards are a little bit tired. Our facility needs a little bit of a lift. Uh, so we're going to do those things as quickly as we can. Now, I've got plenty of questions from Twitter, so I'm going to try to weave some of those in. Um, you spoke about marketing. You have a, a background in broadcast rights, marketing, you know, the full spectrum. And one of our listeners asked, what are some of the ways that you're going to try to improve marketing, branding, media relations? 
broadcast services, uh, even uh, multimedia. So I know you probably haven't got your hands around yeah. everything just yet, but you probably have some ideas already. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's attack them one at a time. So let's talk about um, broadcast, right? Uh, Herd Vision, right? That's our group, right? At Pitt, we had Pitt Studios and they were producing content for campus, right? We weren't, we weren't just televising games on the ACC network, both digitally and linearly. We were producing content for the campus community when it fit in our schedule. And it was a revenue stream, right? So how do we augment our expertise in a way that can serve the entire campus community and do the things that we need to do for ESPN Plus and the Sunbelt Conference. So we're gonna look at that area and, and that'll obviously help our brand too as people see us producing content for others, not just ourselves. but that's a bit of a long play. We, we have to understand the control rooms that we have and the broadcast capabilities that we have and the number of cameras that we have and the number of personnel that we have. You know this better than I do. It's hard to, you need talent. You got to put people out there to, to produce that kind of content. A lot of the other things are really just on on how we upgrade the facility, right? Uh, we have this um, extraordinary brand, and and we need to tell our story. So it needs to be social, digitally, um, linearly, and every capability we have to tell our story about how great Marshall is, we've got to do that. And we got to remind people in this community on a daily basis. Uh, so our video boards have to be really good and work and, and share messaging. Our, our graphic displays have to be, you know, ostentatious and easily seen, you know, as you drive by our facilities. You got to remind people that we have this unbelievable football stadium right here in the heart of our community. Like, join us on Saturdays when we're playing in games and show them exactly where it is. Uh, and, and you do that by, by sprucing it up a little bit, interiorly and exteriorly. So we're in the process of doing that now. Yeah, that was another question I got. So I'm glad you, you came right into it. Uh, as far as Jones C. Edwards Stadium is concerned, you know, what have you seen that maybe okay, we can spruce this up now, make it better. I know you have a long-term plan already, but you know, what have you seen that okay, I can get to get to that real quick, make this look like a fresh place. Yeah, uh, one of the things you immediately is the field, right? It's TV visible all all day long. <laughs> like 97 percent of the time, you're looking at the field, right? When you watch a game, so let's upgrade that. They had already had a plan; it's already underway. We already hired a third party to help us, you know, pick the different companies that make the different turf products. Now it's just about. To design, right? So how do we have some fun with the new Sunbelt logo? How do we have some fun in the end zones? What do we do on the field to really make it special in ours, right? Again, everyone is going to see your brand on your football field. Uh, so that's an unbelievably great immediate upgrade that people are going to see this fall and be like, okay, you know, Marshall football is here in the Sunbelt. Uh, you know, ironically, we got to do that at every single facility. Every facility has the Conference USA logo on it, right? And, and you know what? We got to change all those, right, for the fall. <laughs> you know, so we so got a quick get, process. Yes, it is. We get a chance to get busy in every one of our facilities where where Conference USA has been represented because it needs to be the Sun Belt, and and we're gonna have to make those changes this summer. Uh, so it's a heavy lift, uh, but I'm excited to do those walkthroughs and and upgrade uh, how we look on TV. Christian Spears is with us, Marshall's new athletic director. I've got some questions from Twitter. We're going to get to those here. Um, I'm kind of curious how all this works. So you've got your short-term, your long-term timeline. Yeah. Um, what are you anticipating, though, the next 12 months looking like? And then maybe further out, the next maybe up to 36 months. What are you anticipating some of the things that you're looking to implement will look like? Yeah, so this summer we'll have a staff retreat. 
And you know, we um, I, historically I've called it a game plan, and and it's an annual game plan. And at that staff retreat, I will ask ask each and every member of our team to give me three to five projects that they'd like to accomplish this year. Uh, so I give everyone one year to accomplish their three to five goals, right? And they raise their hand and identify that I'll be the point person on it. Uh, you know, Scott is my facilities guy and, you know, he could put finish the football field as his game plan project for the year. And we'll hold him accountable to make sure that that this thing is installed by the time we kick off, right? Uh, just as an example, it will be. Um, you get my point though. Each and every one of our staff members at this retreat will have this opportunity to share what they want to accomplish. And guess what? We hold you accountable for what you said you were going to do. And I'll be held accountable in the same exact fashion by Brad, our president. I'm going to tell Brad, here are the things that I'd like to see us get accomplished this year. Here's my plan to get them accomplished. Here's the resources necessary to accomplish those things. And I'll give them a list. And then at the end of that year, when I'm having my evaluation with President Smith, he'll be able to say, you did it or you didn't do it. And then he's going to ask me why, if anything that I was unable to complete. And I'm going to do the same thing with our staff. Everyone has a boss. Everyone reports to somebody. Uh, and everyone gets held accountable because everything matters, right? And that's just the way we're going to go. And But you'll have your chance during the summer at our retreat to identify your priorities and put it in our game plan, which we will complete. Christian Spears is with me, Marshall's new athletic director. We've taken some questions off of Twitter. We've also got some text questions. Uh, i got a couple of, of really heavy lifting ones here. Um, five to ten years. That's a long span. Yeah. What do you think, as far as your evaluation, Marshall has done well? Uh, you know, we're going to tie in with what the university's goals are, not just what the athletics goals are. So a big part of, of what Brad has emphasized is we need to be a school of choice. We have to have an enrollment increase that fits with what we're trying to do in this region, right? And serve the students, um, you know, in this tri-state area. So athletics is gonna be part of that solution. So I wanna see our enrollment grow because of what we've done on the athletics vehicle. It has to be fun to go to Marshall. It has to be fun for students to engage with our athletic team. So guess what? We gotta be successful uh, for kids to get involved. We gotta be making trips to, to bowl games that matter. We gotta be making trips to the NCAA tournament with students. Uh, and we've got to give our admissions folks an opportunity to recruit to something special. And that's Marshall, right? Not just academically, but what we're doing on the field and the, and the courts. Uh, and so I look forward to setting a goal for five to 10 years where you see an increase in our enrollment. And athletics can be one of the reasons that increase happened, right? That would be one of my, one of my goals for five to 10 years. And then from an athletic um, standpoint, you know, I want to recruit and retain unbelievable people. In order for us to be successful, we've got to have great people here. You've got to do more with less, right? That's just how it's going to be at Marshall. We don't have the same budgets. We don't have the same staffing. So the people that are in each and every one of our positions have to be exceptional. So we're going to have to recruit great people, and we're going to have to retain the great ones we got. And if we do that in five to ten years, this place will be amazing. It will. It's all about the people that are here and it can help us build this thing into something we all want to see. That ties into another question we got off uh, Twitter. Uh, Marshall, according to this uh, poster, uh, has an aging fan base. Yep. And maybe the donor growth isn't where it should be. 
How are you going to engage younger alumni and get them involved with the Big Green? Because that's the lifeblood. You got to get new people all the time coming in. Yeah. No, someone else has asked me this before and and what I've said before, and it's going to hold true today. I actually start with freshmen when they first enroll. And it takes a little time to get into the orientation materials, but we will have a student Big Green fund. Right? And I will ask each and every student as they join Marshall University, when they buy their season tickets for football and basketball, to include a small amount of that as a big green do- donation. And we capture their information early. And I'm not talking about a large gift here. You know, We'll do it somewhere between 5 and $25. But when you come into the big green, now you're in our database. Now we track on you. Now we know the events that you attend. Now we're able to connect you to something bigger than yourself, which is so important for a young person to understand. And now you're into this process where you learn to give back. You know, there's something special about giving back, and it feels pretty good to help somebody else. And how do you teach young people how to do that? You start them as soon as humanly possible. Uh, And hopefully over time, those people, when they graduate, will already be members, and then they'll already keep giving. And then your annual fund starts to grow. Uh, for the young alums that have already graduated, we've got to create segments and opportunities for them to attend some areas. What we're going to do in our spaces, and it may take a little bit of time, is we're going to create spaces that might be a little bit more for a younger demographic right, than, than the traditional season ticket holder. And let's talk about a party deck or an area where it feels more like a beer garden than it does like a club seat. That is going to attract that 20 to 30-year-old a little bit more than it is that 50 to 60-year-old. And and that's by design. So we've got to create those areas both in football and in basketball, and we will. Uh, How long that takes is the question, right? How quickly can we get those things done is the question. So it's a two-phase, right? You start early with students as they enroll, and then you attack uh, with new club spaces that are more designed for that 20 to 30-year-old crowd. Christian Spears is with us. Uh, So far, it's been fielding all of our questions. Uh, We've got a lot. Uh, Here is one that I'm sure you get a lot of, and it's every athletic director's job to schedule. Yeah. So you have your own philosophy. And I've gotten several people who are asked, what is your philosophy as far as out of conference? Are you doing two-for-one deals? Are you doing one-for-one? Are you looking for the home run, the mid-majors? What are you looking for? Yeah, it's funny that we talk about this. Brad and I had a call on Friday, and him and I were, hey, Christian, what's your scheduling philosophy um, from the president, which I just loved because that's how his brain works. He wants to know a little bit about everything. And I shared with him. So my recruit, my uh, scheduling philosophy is really simple, right? Destination locations. When we're going to go on the road, whether it's for a home-and-home series or for uh, getting you know a game guarantee uh, in the position that we are in in the Sun Belt in the group of five, like we're going to Notre Dame for I think uh, it's one six. We're getting one point six million to go play at Notre Dame, right? That's a one-time game. They're not coming to our place. We're right. going to theirs. That's that game guarantee is going to go a long way for our for our football program. And I think our fans will enjoy going to that trip, right? So a game guarantee is a little different. Uh, how do we maximize the game guarantee? When we're scheduling a home and home with somebody, where we're going to their place and they're going to ours, I'd love for their place to be in a destination location. And a destination location doesn't have to be Las Vegas, right? It could be Ohio, but I want our fans to know that they can travel with us. And a trip to Ohio might be a really easy trip, 
and we might get more Marshall fans than Ohio expects, and we might turn that stadium into our stadium, and we come away with a win, right? So destination locations, but they absolutely have to be a winnable ball game. I want to put our team in a position to be successful. So from a scheduling philosophy non-conference, if I'm going to do a home-and-home, a destination location, that's a winnable ball game. If I'm going to do a game guarantee, I want our fans to have an experience and I want to maximize our revenue, right? That's the philosophy. Uh, I don't think I get to schedule until 27. We're pretty far built right. out. Uh, and that's sort of how it works, right? You know, but that knowing that come 27, you can start holding me accountable for schedules, get after it. I'm all for it and see how the philosophy, you know, unfolds. Uh, and it tends to work, right? At Eastern Michigan, we scheduled Rutgers, um, Illinois, and um, God, what was the other one? Shoot, I'm drawing a blank. Purdue got paid, and we beat them all. That's what we're trying to do. I want to get the revenue, and I want to win. And that was for the game guarantees. And then on the home and homes, we went to Coastal Carolina, San Diego State, Myrtle Beach, San Diego. You get the drill. We split with San Diego, and we swept Coastal. You see what I'm trying to get at. Those are the kind of things I want to do here at Marshall. I've seen it work, and and I know our team will be successful as a result. Christian Spears, my guest, Marshall's athletic director. How much more time do I have with you? Because i got some pretty good questions We're here good. to throw. Okay, We're good. good. Um, let's get into the baseball stadium timeline. I yeah. know you haven't heard a single thing about that. No, no. one's asked you a single thing. Yeah. And I know last week uh, you were talking to uh, Cassie Woods. Uh, from Channel 13, and uh, you were updating her a little bit. Uh, you mentioned uh, the timetable of bringing the architects in, looking at it, and trying to get this thing pieced together. You know, how far have you progressed since that? Yeah, I learned a lot. Our architects did come in last week um, out of Kansas City. They from parts all over, right? They were visiting other schools um, and found their way uh, to to the great city of Huntington. And trains, planes, and automobiles. We had some fun with that. Anyway, we had an unbelievably good dialogue. I learned every single thing about our sites, our options. And now it's about disseminating that information back to the president and the mayor and, and the good people who are going to help us get this project completed and, and choosing a site and understanding what it's the timeline once we've made that decision, right? So we've, we've got a little bit of work to do in determining which location. And then a lot of work to do on materials and, you know, the choices that we made in terms of seating capacity. Uh, there was some interesting things about the design of the baseball site that I learned, the, the, the actual facility. Like we were going to have underground batting cages. I'm not sure we need underground batting cages, right? It's a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, yeah, right? Uh, you know, there, one of the locations required us to, you know, to move a, a water main that actually feeds three states. I'm not sure we need to move a water main that feeds three states, right? Let's really think about this logistically and logically, right? Uh, you know, one of them required a road being rerouted, right? I'm not sure we need to reroute a road, right? Let's really have a great dialogue about the decisions on that site. And, and you know, our team will come together and make those determinations. And then it'll allow us to, to pick a better time frame. Uh, I'm not going to make the same promises that we've made in the past. Those kids have been hurt too much, right? That program deserves accurate information. And so I'm going to wait until I know for sure. And that's after conversations with Brad and Steve, our mayor, and, and the team that cares about getting this project done. Um, I think it'll take between 15 and 18 months to build. 
once we decide a location. That's what I think will happen based on my understanding from the architects. But that depends on the materials we chose and the, the time for procurement of those materials. So, you know, what do we want to build and what do we want to build it out of becomes part of the decision-making process. Uh, but this thing is going to happen. I told Brad and Brad and I are in lockstep on this. We both agreed we are not going to have another groundbreaking. We are going to have a ribbon cutting. So we're not talking about this facility until him and I are standing in front of it with Steve um, with a big pair of scissors cutting a ribbon to open the place, uh, not put a shovel on the ground. Uh, so that's our goal. It will remain our goal, and it will happen. Just hang in there with us until we make those determinations, and I can give you an accurate time frame. Because I'm going to tell the baseball team what that time frame is, and that is going to hold. Have you talked to them any since uh, they're uh, they're venting to yeah. the media? I talked to the coach. He was yeah. We had our win wins. Jeff and I had a great conversation. I you know I was honest with Jeff. I was like, it doesn't help to spit and venom at have our kids do it about ourselves, right? This this is we've all inherited this. Like, let's work together. I understand the frustration. I'm meeting with them on Wednesday before they leave for the West Virginia trip, and I'm going to tell them. Like, I'm going to look them in the eye. I'm going to have a good conversation. I hope they look me in the eye. I'm going to tell them exactly what the goal is and the plan is, that I know it as of it standing on Wednesday. Like, more information will happen over the next 48 hours, you know, a couple of days. Uh, And they're going to get a straight conversation with genuine information that they can hold me accountable for. And and I'm confident that we are going to reach the resolution that we all want on this, which is a, a facility that's open for our team to use that has lights, that we play a great game on, and that this community enjoys. It is going to happen. Christian Spears, my guest, Marshall's athletic director. Okay, I saved the big one here. Um, you made a decision the other day to extend Dan D'Antoni's yep. uh, time at Marshall University. And if you follow social media and if uh, you you know follow it closely, you see everyone's got a different opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't win or you can't lose, depending on, on where you're looking in social media. So what was you know, ultimately the decision for you to you know to let him recover from what was a disappointing season when a lot of people thought maybe this would be the perfect time to break away from Dan. Yeah. His contract's up. You're the new guy. Bring your person in. And you saw it a little differently. Yeah. You know, I want coach to be a part of the future of Marshall basketball. He's earned it. He's a son of Marshall. He has an unbelievable wealth of knowledge. Yes, this season didn't go how any of us wanted it to go. Um, But I can't evaluate coach on one half of basketball. I saw the Florida International game when I was here for my uh, interview. One press conference and about 90 minutes that him and I have spent together. I can't. It's unfair to ask anyone to do that. What I do know is that I want him to be a part of our future. I want his family to be a part of our future. So it, is, it isn't my personality to pull the plug on someone that I just met. It isn't Marshall's personality to let a son or daughter of this place go um, without some kind of acknowledgement of what they did for us and our program. And I felt that that was just an unbelievably unkind thing to do to a person and a family that's invested so much in this community. And I want part Coach to be a part of the solution uh, for our future. So yeah, him and I agreed that we would extend one more year. I, that obligation is was in the contract that we both inherited uh, that allowed the institution to extend. And 
And we're going to take that year to evaluate one another and work together and see what we can do with this program in a brand new league. And I'm confident that his knowledge and understanding will help me grow really quickly and understand our basketball program and what it takes to win in our new league, the Sun Belt. And so we're going to take that next year to really get to know each other, work together, and establish the future for Marshall basketball. Like people are thinking that he's a part of our past. He's not. He's a part of our future. And that's the piece that I wanted Coach to take away. And I think he took that. And I think he understood it. Um, I asked him some really hard questions in that meeting, too. Like People need to know, hey, Coach, who's your primary recruiting transfer portal specialist? Like You need to identify that person on your staff. And I need to know who they are. And you need to know who they are. So when we find people that might make a good fit for us, we know, hey, this is the assistant that's going to help us manage that. I need to know who your player development kid is. Like, which one of your assistant coaches is going to work with the kids that you have on this roster and make them better? Now, all of you guys should be able to do that, but there's always a primary player development person. There's someone who's just a better skill set, skill instruction. They just know how to work individually with a student athlete and make them a better basketball player. And then there's team dynamics. There's culture in a locker room. Who on your staff is going to help us with team dynamics and culture? Coach needs to do all of those, and he does. But he's got to be able to identify a leader in each of those areas. And, you know, he's going to do that, and we're going to understand that. And this program will get better, and he will be a part of the future of Marshall basketball long term. Um, that's what I want. And so that's why we did what we did. Christian Spears with me, Marshall's athletic director. That leads into a question that I've been wanting to ask. We all know that name, image, and likeness is going to continue. We know that the transfer portal is here to stay, and it's going yeah. to impact on a yearly basis, if not bi-yearly. I mean, it just, it's going to impact everything that your coaches do. You know, a coach can wake up on a Monday morning and have several kids leave. A coach can wake up on a Monday morning, hit the jackpot in the transfer portal. It's right. that much of a changing factor. What do you see the university doing as far as program to program, athletic department, and trying to navigate that? So maybe Marshall is more of the recipient of the good news yeah. that the transfer portal has brought someone in instead of someone has left Marshall. Because I know... Kids are going to have various reasons, yep. but at the same time, you're trying to make Marshall the most enticing place to be to come here and then to retain. Yeah. You know, this is such a loaded question, right? We think of it just as kids are transferring, name, image, likeness. It must be because we're not providing enough. There's a bigger issue in college athletics with why students transfer from one school to another. It, you don't even have to play sports. And there's a reason why kids are leaving the institutions they're at and going someplace different, right? It's just a generational thing, right? So I actually want to attack the root problem. And I think the root problem is, and I've been kind of reviewing this over 25 years in college athletics, why kids transfer to another school. And it's a feeling that they have at the institution. And it really is this. It feels too transactional, right? What we do with a student athlete, how much playing time do I get? Do I like where I live? How much is my off-campus room and board check? Am I getting better on the court? Do I like my major? Do I have an opportunity to grow here? Right? These are transactional things. Right? I'm looking for the transformational reasons that people choose the institutions they go to. Marshall can be an institution where you have this 
transformational experience where you become the person you want to become for your life. And that's the narrative that we need to get to. All of our coaches, all of our administrators, every single person that works at Marshall, all of our faculty members, it has transformed the lives of donors and alums that I have met. I have many people in the last week and a half that I have been here where I have met with an alum who tells me why Marshall is so special. Right? And it was something that happened to them in the classroom. It was something that happened to them on campus. It was something that happened to them in their lives that they got connected because of Marshall. And it made them the person they are today. That is what we have to address. How do we make Marshall feel that way for all the students that are here, not just the student athletes, but for us in athletics, it has to be about those student athletes. So we have to get away from all the transactions that we make and start talking about the transformations that are gonna happen in your life when you choose to be a part of the thundering herd, right? And I think we can do that. And I think we can share those stories. And I think it'll resonate with today's kids, but we gotta get there. We're still too focused on the transactions which is the question you asked me. What are you doing with name, image, and likeness? How are you gonna provide them the resources they want? Those are transactions. Let's talk about their future, their lives, and what this place is gonna do for them long-term. Christian Spears, my guest, Marshall's Athletic Director. Before I let you go, is there anything that you would like to address? I mean, rate the media. Is there anything that maybe, you know, that we haven't touched on that maybe you would like to talk about? Uh, you know, I enjoy the fact that you guys reach out and, and wanna know what's happening. I, I love being asked questions where I can give accurate information. There's a lot of misinformation out there, right? So when you find something that you're dealing with, Paul, and you hear something, come, just call me. Hey, is this true, Christian? I heard this today. And, you know, so I hear these little media reports on something and it's like, gosh, it didn't happen that way. I wish, I wish they actually knew how it happened, right? I'm open to, to having those dialogues. I, I like correct and accurate information. And if there's any way that I can clear something up that comes up about anything related to martial athletics, just call me, Paul. Like, you didn't do anything. I'm just saying yeah, media in general. Right. Yeah, you, yeah. you've been unbelievable. Thank you for giving us a vehicle to talk about how unbelievably great martial athletics can be. Uh, I'm just speaking generally. Oh, yeah, you, you can rake me up with the coals. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. No, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. We got to take a quick time out. Christian yeah. Spears, my guest, Marshall Athletic Director. I appreciate you doing this, and we'll get you back in here soon. Yeah, peace, buddy. Thanks. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're going to take a quick time out here in a moment. Paul Swan back with you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line, 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. How'd we do? Rate the interview. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. And uh, we've already carved it out. We're going to have this uh, for the next few weeks every Monday. So 515 back here next Monday with Mr. Spears. That was fun. That was good. I'm glad he did it, and uh, we'll do it again real soon. All right, quick timeout. we got to catch up. That's what we do sometimes when we go over, and uh, we'll wrap it up when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
That was fun talking to Christian Spears. I'm glad we're going to have a chance to do that again. So back next Monday, we'll do that. I'll tell you what. Those are some good questions you guys have for me today as well. So I tried to mix in some of your questions along with some of my questions, and I thought you guys did a great job today. So don't forget, you can do that uh, here in the next couple of weeks if there's something that you would like me to ask. Uh, find me on social media, at Paul Swan, and while you're there, go ahead and give me a follow if you would, and that way you know, I can keep track of all of that. So we'll do that again next week. And you know, I was going to ask him how his bracket was doing since um, right now in the office pool, I'm second. The number one person lost Tennessee. And then our studio producer, Gabriel Sellards, is third. So, Gabriel, I think you and I are going to sweep this thing. I don't know just yet. We'll we'll take a look at it, though, here next week after the uh, Final Four is set. But, yes, I had Kentucky in the Final Four. Yes, I lost Kentucky. I also had, believe it or not, Tennessee in the Final Four. I'm not going to do that ever again. The SEC let me down like it let down a lot of people. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, you can find me on social media at Paul Swan. I'd really appreciate a follow if you are out there and would like to drop some feedback. That'd be a great way to get a hold of me. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll do it all over again right here on ESP at 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.